0: Welcome to the My Old Man's Head Podcast. It's 2024. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOdMansaid.com, your provider of Villa Intel, joining me to discuss the Everton game in the first something for the weekend of the new year. Mr. Chris Budd, how are you? Hello, sir. Happy New Year. I'm very well. Happy New Year to you. Feeling fresh? Feeling funky?
3: All of the above. (laughs) Sort of easing into the year, though. I wouldn't say funky just yet, but getting going.
0: All right. Uh, Yeah, I'm jet-lagged out my butthole, actually, at the moment. Uh, I've just got back from the United States of America, west coasting for uh, Christmas, and, yeah, actually a bit of a villa detox, really. Needed. Missed all the niggly games. And they were niggly, (laughs) to be
3: fair. You missed the Sheffield United and Burnley, the home ones you missed, which you didn't miss much there.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously I watched them, but it wasn't there in person. And then the FA Cup game, I think pretty much what Pep says about the Carabao Cup, I'm not wasting 1% of energy on the the FA Cup, unless we get into the (laughs) quarterfinals. Yeah, (laughs) once we get moving. Because uh, at the the moment, it's a distraction from uh, the Premier League and our European glory double. So we'll see how that pans out, though. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about uh, what's been going on in the main show. First of all, though, let's say uh, a big thanks to uh, Green King, who are continuing to support the My All Men Said podcast for 2024, and already this month uh, is a packed schedule of FA Cup, AFCON... And, of course, Premier League action. And to beat the January Blues and watch every game with an atmosphere it deserves, you can do that down your local Green King sports pub. Don't settle for that dodgy stream. If it's on the telly, it's on at your local Green King. Across their huge HD screens, if you download the Green King sports app, you'll also receive 10% off every single drink whenever there's a game on. Their venues offer a range of low and non-alcoholic options as well. So dry January doesn't mean you have to settle for a worse sports-watching experience. Hopefully they'll have some log fires in their pubs as well. To gather around. Seats, perhaps.
2: <laughs>
0: right. We'll uh, bring you up to scratch. I've had a couple of meetings uh, recently uh, and there will be, to kick off the year, there will be a couple of uh, my old man said uh, members' shows. Uh, I got the lowdown on exactly what happened in the Legia-Warsaw game, which is quite interesting to look back on it. Uh, Aston Villa's behaviour seems to be exemplary in terms of documenting what happened, and uh, it's interesting to see how uh, Legia-Warsaw were wrangling with the police and uh, I've got the full, full kind of intel on what happened there. Also, I'll go over this badge situation right from the top of the first uh, round of consultation, and you you will see the cracks of you know what's happened and why we're, why we're actually in this mess. So uh, do look out for those if you are a member. If you do want to become a uh, My Old Man said member, you also get ad free shows of all the uh, My Old Man Said podcasts. Big thank you, actually, before we crack on with this show to the new members of the last week and members that are... uh Continuing, uh, in terms of uh, annual membership, a big thank you to uh, Stefan Grabarek for upping his pledge to an annual as uh, a support to what we've been doing in terms of highlighting certain malpractice on the crest, uh, which you may have seen via social media. Also, a big thank you to uh, Patrick Downs. For joining as an annual My Old Man said member, and also to Kenny G, is that the musician? The Kenny, Kenny G, G? is going to get smooth and sexy, ain't it? Soon? <laughs> yeah, the Kenny G with his nice uh, long perm as well. <laughs> But thank you for Kenny G for joining as a member, also to Carl Mitchell and Jordan Crawley as well. If you want to become a My On Mindset member as well, you can go to myonmindset.com and click on the membership link for more details there and support the cause, but also get those extra shows and also access to ad-free versions of everything we do. So you can hear it in its purest form. Right, Everton misconception about Everton I think people think they're not very good at the moment they've generally been good this season I think fact is though they've lost their last three games but they've been tough assignments I mean we're talking they've had to play Spurs away they've had to play Manchester City at home And then they had a tricky one at Wolves. Wolves, Molyneux is not, uh, I mean, from Villa's experiences, is not an easy, it's it's, it's no walk in the park. It's no picnic. To lose those three games, all very losable, if you ask me. Yeah.
3: So I wouldn't write them off. Well, before before those defeats, they'd they'd won four on the bounce, hadn't they, and they hadn't conceded a goal. So they've they've been in a kind of reasonable, I think they've been a much better side. The side that turned up to Villa Park in in August that got thumped 4-0 was very different to what
0: it became Pretty quickly, you know, they've, they've kind of got their house in order. and Yeah, it's it, literally day and night, isn't yeah. it? I mean, in in those four wins before... I mean, these are all uh, four wins in December, so it, it's not as if it was uh, a long time ago. I mean, they, they beat Chelsea and Men- uh, Newcastle and made, like, work of both of them, uh, really. Tough place to go, Gullison now, especially with
3: the stuff that happened with their 10-point deduction. The games around that period, it really gave them a boost. If anything, it kind of pushed them yeah. on and it pushed them away from the bottom because without, you know, without the 10 points... They wouldn't, they wouldn't be in any trouble with at all if they hadn't have had the 10-point deduction. They'd be comfortably in mid-table.
0: Yeah, those home wins against Chelsea and uh, Newcastle, definitely uh, part of that momentum and that kind of us against the world mentality. Yeah. The question now is is that started to fade? But I, I don't think so. I think I think they're very much they're a cut above. They're, they're more let's say a mid-table team, aren't they, in terms of levels, uh, for sure. I think, yeah, with the manager they've got, they're probably the
3: best version of Everton they've been for a couple of years you know really since we've come back into the Premier League they've not been that kind of side who would perennially be in, in and around the sort of the top six they've been woeful this year I think they're far more solid and they seem to have a little bit more of a threat when they can keep uh, Calvert-Lewin fit and healthy
0: yeah current form which is the last six games they are ninth in the table uh, obviously lost their last three but they won the three before that uh, Villa are fourth with uh, four wins one draw one loss in terms of their last six home games, uh, you know, Everton twelfth, three wins, one draw, two losses. You know, they've had they've had some tough assignments, shall we say. Our record uh, against them remind very good, hasn't remind it? me. Hold on a minute. Hold hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Remind me who's who's top of the home form list again? Surely got to be the mighty Aston Villa, hasn't it? Oh, oh, of course, of course. I forgot. Sorry. Who else? They are indeed. But in terms of last six away in terms of the away form, Villa are actually uh, seventh at the moment. Two two wins, two draws, two losses, which is pretty much where we've been perched uh, for most of uh, the season is kind of that sixth or seventh zone. We've always been that kind of one win away in terms of the away form. You know, people, the kind of broad stroke is Villa are not very good away from home but the reality is we're you know we're the top six seven in terms of away form
3: and the reality is this year i don't think anybody's been that great you know we haven't really had one of those sides who's
0: brilliant away from
3: home and crap at home particularly especially at the yeah. top of the table
0: if you look at the last six away games in terms of the form uh, liverpool are the top team and they've won three drawn three yeah. so it's not as if they're uh, firing on all cylinders everton actually are predominantly doing better away from home uh, certainly in recent uh, games because they are third the third best away team in the last over the last six games with four wins and two losses but uh, it's at goodison's so. I think I think
3: everton are better when they don't have to force the issue personally yeah I think that's why you know some bigger sides have gone there and struggled because everton can sit back and pick their moment when to go a bit like they did in the that atrocious league Cup game at Villa Park.
0: Uh, before we get into the uh, the Everton team, I mean, just just picking through the the bones of recent games, I mean, take away that League Cup game because you know, as Pep says, you don't waste one percent of energy on the Claraback Cup. We have been on a great run against Everton in the Premier League Premier League yeah, since we got promoted. it's been they've
3: probably been our favorite team to play against.
0: yeah, I mean we won the last five in the Premier League. And haven't been beaten in, I think it's nine now, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, the last time they beat us was they did the double over us when we got relegated. Mm -hmm. We beat us 4-0 at their place, 3-1 at Villa Park. But since then, it it has been, uh, we've been doing to them what Manchester City, Spurs, Manchester United used to do to us. Yeah. Ransacking
3: them. And there's a couple of like proper pastings in there as well. Obviously, the couple of Villa Park games the last you know couple of seasons. And we kind of went there around about this time. Was it, it was under Gerard, wasn't it? I think it was Dini's debut. You know, Buendia scored. They've always been sort of tricky games, but we've tended to come out of those games at Goodison on the right side of the result in recent years.
0: Well, we have won the last three. At Goodison, yep. and we definitely have the uh, the sign over them at the moment. Interesting one on
3: Emery, actually, isn't it? He's, he's averaging two point oh two points a game in the Premier League with Villain ninety one points in forty five, making him the only manager in Premier League history to manage forty plus games with a club and average two or more points per game and not win the title.
0: <laughs> Do you think we're going to get two points at Goodison?
3: <laughs> I hope
0: we get three. You can't. What's it going to be? Oh, it's going to be. Three. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs>
2: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: Let's get into specifics in terms of, well, let's go to the threat meeting in terms of their team. The uh, The African Cup of Nations will take uh, a Gay out of the situation, uh, although he, I think he's played about 20 minutes in the last four games anyway, so uh, it's not as if he's been on form and they're going to drastically miss him. I mean, the big I think the big conundrum here in terms of how this game's going to shape up, if if you had to pick one player, it would be Decoré. In the midfield for them, Abdulla, yeah. Abdulla. yeah. Yeah. He's kind of got a knock, hasn't he? I mean, he made his Mali debut a couple of seasons ago, but he actually turned down the call-up for the uh, African Cup of Nations, allegedly to help uh, Everton's relegation fight. But he's been injured with a hamstring injury. He's missed the last three games. So he, he's looked upon it as 50-50. But I think he's in training. So I don't know if this is a game too early for him. He'll probably play off Calvert-Lewin. And he is their top scorer at the moment with six goals. So I think if he's if you see him on the team sheet, then I think it's going to be a different game To Yeah, if he's D- not D- D- said he's, he's, he's hopeful he'll be fit. Um, Dwight McNeil definitely won't. Dwight McNeil is a, 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 the other player that there on, on the left side of midfield. If he was going to be touch and go, but he'll also uh, be out. I think Ashley Young is the only other real notable injury. He's missed the last four games and he was seen as about 50-50, but I don't think he's going to have much impact. And I don't think they would rush him back anyway. I think if he was fit, he would be on the bench. I mean, to be fair,
3: he had a stinker, didn't he, on the opening day of the season at Villa
0: Park? Well, yeah, no, he didn't actually cover himself in glory. Before his injury, you know, Decore was ever-present. I mean, currently, only Tarkovsky and Pickford have played every minute of Everton's season so far. I mean, they'll be reliant on Calvert-Lewin, really, won't they? Who I will think. play in this one? Obviously,
3: his, his red card got rescinded, didn't it, for that three-game ban in the FA Cup? which was probably the right
0: decision. Yeah. So perhaps, I mean, I'm looking at how they set up. Uh, I'm looking back at like the home game against Chelsea. I mean, Decore is obviously not going to be behind uh, Calvert-Lewin, but if he is, it will be Calvert-Lewin up front. They'll play uh, like 4-4-1-1 if uh, everybody's fit. Although against City, they were a bit more, you know, played pretty much what Villa do, 4 2 3 Mm-hmm. So, but I think Deitch would have watched these Villa games, and that, that, you know we've, we've got to be honest here. Uh, we haven't been that convincing. We've we've got games over the line by hooker crook, rather than control that Emery has been seeking, and we've certainly not been impenetrable at the back. No. You know, three at
3: Old Trafford, two against Burnley, Sheffield United, etc.
0: You've got a question mark over Pau Torres. You, you want him back. You're hoping that this kind of mini rest has freshened things up, not only physically, but mentally. But... We can't sit here and tell you if it has or not. We, we we're going to have to see the proof in the pudding. And uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not convinced here. I think Everton. I don't think it's a particularly good time to play Everton. Everton have shown they're very capable. But if uh, De Gea isn't fit then that will definitely be a big plus for Villa in yeah. terms of the Everton threat but as we've seen Everton can lock a game down I mean those four wins uh, in December at the start of December were all clean sheets so it's going to be tough and when you've seen how Villa have grinded it out I can't see uh, I don't think they'll turn up at Goodison and suddenly uh, put on the light show.
3: Yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't be expecting this one to be a you know, a barnstorming game of football to be honest I think Everton will be quite attritional, and, and I think Villa will, you know, they'll try you, it could be something quite similar to sort of Middlesbrough and some of those other games where Everton will pick their moment. I do think they've got more threat than to sides like sort of Burnley and Sheffield United. So if they want to go after Villa, I think they can. Um, and it depends how much the fans kind of push them on. But they always tend to raise their game a little bit against these so-called better sides. It's just whether the expectations on Everton, you know, I've said a pretty sort of a bad runner form more recently, and it's whether they view this one as right now as a great chance for us to get back on track. It's very much a, it's very much a who knows. It's, it's very difficult to tell them. And you don't quite know where Villa are at. If, if the Villa lads have sort of got one eye on, you know, getting the Everton game out of the way and going on holiday that night. Because, of course, you know, they'll have a holiday. Of course, I think, I think it was, was it Matt uh, Cash said after the, the Borough game that he basically, that goal saved all the players going on holiday. Otherwise, they'd have had to have a replay and wouldn't have been able to go on holiday next week. Yeah. So you might not find the freshness of Villa until the Newcastle game. It might be that actually they're still carrying a little bit of fatigue from that winter period. Well, they've had a reasonable turnaround, I think, post-Borough.
0: Yeah. So, I mean... I mean, Everton looking for a reaction, but also I, I think Villa, it, it's almost like we've we've managed to get results when the performances feel like losses almost in the respect of uh, the standards that Emery was kind of setting. Mm-hmm. So you still want to, you're wanting a reaction in terms of performance. Now, I've got to give Everton enough credit to, uh, you know, suggest that actually defensively they've sorted it out since the last time we played them. So... This is going to be interesting. I would love to see Tillerman's back, but I, I don't know uh, what that situation is as as we speak here. Emery's done a very late uh, press conference. I mean, the only thing we do know is uh, at this stage is Emery is one manager of the month. So there's the curse for you uh, for December.
3: <laughs> when well, Dean is back out running apparently at Body more, but he, you know this one will probably come too soon but he might be you know back yeah. in amongst the squad for Newcastle in a couple of weeks time.
0: So uh, a few question marks in the air in terms of personnel both for Everton what you would consider the main man this season and I think Pau Torres if he starts then you would certainly feel a lot more confident. I think Longley is like uh, I'd say he's a 75 percent Replacement, isn't he? Or eighty percent, if you yeah, want to be Yeah, I more like generous. him. You know,
3: he's certainly good on the ball. I think yeah. like they're pretty similar when it comes to the sort of the physical, rough and tumble, as I've called it, defending.
0: Yeah, I think he lacks a bit of pace, and he can be bullied. That's he was my, against Burnley, to be fair. That's my uh, diagnosis of him. So, with that said, what are you going for? I think this one might be a draw. You've read my mind. Score draw or no score? We always draw? score, David. <laughs> Well, Emery's never had one Villa. I mean, this would be uh, one that would be plausible, for sure. But I think if Torres comes back and Tillemans comes back, you, you get back that team that managed to take care of Manchester City and Arsenal, and then you look at these games in a completely different light. Yes. But if you miss two elements from this team, then you, I think you do uh, get a team that is actually struggling uh, to get the job done but credit to them you know in terms of the results we've had uh, in December and some of the games we pulled out with last minute equalizers or winners uh, they're getting uh, they're getting the job done to keep keep us up there but i think in terms of performances we're not as convincing as the results have suggested. So there's two things here. Either we get found out or B, we do actually produce and get back to the level of performances that we were doing earlier on and kick on again. Yeah. To have a poor run we actually getting results, if, if that is our poor run in terms of performances, then that's great because it's better than obviously losing a bunch of games. Mm-hmm.
3: I think having Kamara back as well, you know, obviously Kamara and Louise were um, finished the game, didn't they, at Middlesbrough. Um, you know, Louise kind of yeah. came on later. We had, I mean, that, the, the cavalry that came off the bench in that game was a, a bit of a joke, to be fair. The fact that you can bring sort of Louise Watkins et al. off the bench. As was
0: the game, by it all accounts. It was pretty
3: shocking, yeah, to be honest. But cup football is all about getting the result, as they say.
0: Uh, I think it's getting through to the next round is is what they say. Because mm-hmm. every game's about getting the result. Come on. Yep. Yeah. But a draw, definitely a draw wouldn't have worked at Middlesbrough. <laughs> Can you give me any duller cliches? It was than, that uh... dull, David. It really was. <laughs> right. So, uh, so we're going for score draws, are we?
3: Yeah, I think so. With the view that I, th- I think we're more than capable of going and beating Everton, to be honest. But I just I have I have doubts about ever- A sort of I could see Everton scoring. I could see Villa scoring. But I, I don't. Anyway, I think if you win this one, you nick in the win. I don't think you go in there and thumping them twos
0: and threes I mean my logic for the draw is we can't just keep on nicking wins this is we're going to have to step it up and I think to do that, I mean, it will make a difference if we do have Torres and you know Telemans, for example, come back. Then I would have a different outlook on this game, as you know, especially if uh, Everton are missing uh, a couple of midfielders that are perhaps key to them. So oh, we shall sorry. see. We've
3: just we've just, we've just he's lit, they've literally just put it up on the fucking Twitter. <laughs> so yeah, Emery confirmed that Torres and Yuri Tillemans both returned to training this week. Robin Olsen
0: also returned to fitness. While Lucas Dini remains out. Oh, if Olsen's back. We're winning. We it, saw it. Olsen's on the say. bench.
3: Strap yourselves in. <laughs>
0: it's going to go uh, crazy at Goodison. Yeah, they've literally just. Put if they're that back up. in training, that, I mean, that's great for Newcastle as well. Because then, yes. that, I would imagine with with a bit of a break, they'll definitely be uh, in the picture to start that game.
3: And it's good to have guys like that in the them. squad, isn't it? With someone like a Tielemans? you know, because you're probably going to have, um, you know, Kamara, Louise, and McGinny midfield. You're probably going to have Ramsey, but having Tielemans to come off the bench all of a sudden, your you know, your rotation. Looks a lot stronger, and he was in—he you know, was in great form, wasn't he? Those City and Arsenal games, I thought—I thought he put in you know, probably his two yeah, best performances. Well, he gives, you, he
0: gives you a bit more control on the ball, mm-hmm. and he's also a bit smarter up the top, and he can it, certainly unlock a defence. And you know, by changing the tempo, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of how he passes, and, and that is something we've been lacking. But just a bit of smarts uh, in that final third. Mm-hmm. That has perhaps undone a lot of our work and made life, let's say, uh, a little harder than it should have been in certain games. Agreed. So with that news, uh, I'm I'm still, you know, I don't think they're 100% starting, but uh, I'm staying with the draw regardless. And I think the news that they're coming back, that's great news because this month is a nice ease in to what will be a juicy second half to the season with obviously the European situation kick-starting again in March and I think if you can pick up four points at least in January uh, then I think you're, you're looking good for February if Tillemans and Torres are back in the setup. I don't know about Olsen.
2: Away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's.